0: yo what's going on everybody it is 1 p.m here in chicago illinois that means it's time for another live stream today is friday august 6 2021 it is the day of the women's olympic marathon i'm super excited and we already have someone helping me out with time zone adjustments i knew that they moved the marathon an hour up earlier to better deal with the heat But Frank's coming in hot saying they moved the marathon start time up an hour because of the temps. Women start at four Chicago time. That's the kind of time zone information I need. I love when I look up stuff on like Google uh, because when you ask something on Google like what time is like some time zone, they'll tell you it is like 4 p.m. where you are. So they will be very specific and I definitely appreciate that. So thanks, Frank. That's where I'll be. Well, I'll try to be. We'll see if the family (laughs) is willing to cooperate. Um, i want to be watching that marathon because i am super super excited for it uh yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun and the men's marathon is tomorrow in the m- afternoon as well because they're gonna start getting early start too so super fun i love prime time well it's not quite prime time but prime time for me because you know i go to bed early so uh having stuff at uh-oh where'd everything go i lost everything um here technical difficulties again i'm not sure what that was um am i back am i back here i am here i am sorry about that guys um yeah so anyway i'm super excited about watching the uh marathons in the evenings i think that i mean if you want to make it a spectator sport put it at spectator times all right now let's say hi to everyone listening in on the podcast only version before we have any more technical difficulties i do want to welcome you guys hopefully you guys are having a good run and no technical difficulties when you're out there getting in your miles and everyone watching those on youtube after the fact but not live welcome to you guys as well hopefully it's a time of your day where you have a nice recovery beverage i've got a nice afternoon coffee and i desperately need it i don't desperately need it but i am very appreciative for it because i am just tired today and I am loving some coffee right now. All right, let's see who else we got in the chat here today. Uh, Luis Becerra is here says, Yo, what's going on? Leona says, Happy Friday, CoFam. Happy Friday, indeed. BC says, First time watcher. Welcome, BC. Uh, I would like to say that, you know, these technical difficulties and these glitches and me getting out of focus here, stuff like that is not normal, but it's pretty par for the course. I've been doing this a long time. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> I think I'm just resigned to that. So, uh, thank you for putting up with the technical difficulties and welcome. All right. Garrett says, what's going on Garrett? Anyone catch the 50 K race walk Insane that people can walk that fast. 7:43 minute miles. Yeah, it was, uh, Josh Cox tweeted out today um the uh sports mega agent and uh i guess a lot of triathlon people in his twitter feed were uh starting to rag on some of the race walkers it seems to be i mean i like making fun of olympic events but i feel like the olympic event that a lot of people love to make fun of is race walking and uh that's not one that i really i'm all that interested in kind of teasing um i think it's pretty amazing event uh i don't have any ambition to do it? I just don't. like I mean, my hips don't move like that, so uh, I think I would just be instant injury if I did that. But he put a challenge out to anyone, uh, any triathletes that were out there, making fun of the race walkers to compare their um, Ironman marathon times against the uh, race walkers' 50k times in terms of pace. So I thought that was pretty funny. But I was just watching something on the NBC Sports app on the Apple TV, uh, all non-sponsored um <laughs> just that's how i watch it um and uh the clip was just about like all the penalties that were in the I, w- I don't know if it was the 50k or the 20k but they were just showing it was penalties and like yeah i guess there's a lot of penalties it looked like a lot of people were not exactly race walking so like i don't feel like they were just giving out like ticky tack fouls. i feel like they were re- like people were just really going for it and not always sticking to the rules but the main thing that i was watching that clip for was the heat man people look like they were cooking out there and that's the kind of temperatures that they're going to be dealing with for the marathon tonight or tomorrow for tokyo time um or i guess in a couple hours from now not tomorrow but yeah time zones are weird i never quite understand them all right uh but yeah that race walking pretty intense pretty intense all right yo vince veneer says yo happy friday friends emma's here as well and we got Ennis says, hi, and everybody. What's going on, Ennis? JC says, howdy and happy Friday. Emma says, what's going on? Happy Friday, y'all. Sarah Mims is back, says, hi, all. And Thomas says, yo, what's going on? Rob L's got a question. Says, happy Friday. Quick question. How did the Apple Watch do for your marathon? Did it last? Worried that my slow pace won't live through the entire marathon. I found that on a marathon day, I can get five to six hours from my Apple watch. And this was back when it was a bit newer. And so like within like the first year, I would say is about how well it did for me. So um, if you're gonna be spending a lot of time, like listening to music as you're warming up, if you're gonna get to the race early and like use that to listen to music as well, like you might wanna kind of spare the watch a little bit and (laughs) save it more for the race. The other thing that I ran into, I ran uh, the Indianapolis marathon with the Apple Watch, and I won i don't remember if I ran the tunnel marathon with an Apple Watch too, but I def- definitely ran, and I ran into an issue with running with the Apple Watch at the Indianapolis Monumental Marathon, and that was that, like, as I was running, it was like jostling around on my wrist, and so uh, I started freaking out because at one point I looked down and it was asking me to enter my PIN so with for those of you who aren't familiar when you put the apple watch down when you put it back on it asks for a pin kind of like when you like log into a phone and um i was looking down and it was asking for the pin i thought oh did it just lock me out of my phone is it still tracking my marathon it was still tracking the marathon but every time like not every time but there was a stretch of time where like i wanted to just glance down at my wrist to see where we're doing for pace you know uh just get some quick information and i would have to like I had gloves on because it was a colder marathon. Take the kind of figure out the gloves, try to work it with the gloves. Maybe it didn't work with the gloves. Take the gloves off and then type in my numbers and then look at the Apple Watch. So that was like a little bit of an issue too. Uh, and that happened though. I mean, if it's never happened to you before, then it probably won't be a problem for you in the marathon. But it does something. That's something that happens to me somewhat regularly when I run with the Apple Watch. It just, I think it's just no matter how much I cinch it down, it gets loose and then it just feels like it got disconnected from my wrist so all right philip says yo what's going on 5k with Lara the dog after work i think i've popped the air pocket in my right peg 37 sounds like a squeaky toy now did it distract the dog that'd be amazing if the dog's just like is it just me or is someone squeaking a toy today like that (laughs) i don't know why that makes me laugh so much Uh, um but yeah yeah so that's crazy but i ran today in my custom peg thirty eight the nike for you ones because i got my regular peg 38s yesterday that's what t- uh tomorrow's video is gonna be about and there is a big difference so as i su- su- suspected so i'll talk about that for tomorrow um but it's not a popped air pocket so there's no squeak it, it, that's in there you know so like i've never had it squeak before um even on really really old pegs where that i've run in i mean granted the peg the air, the zoom error in a like a 36 35 34 are very different than the ones that are in the 37 and 38 but i've never had a squeak before that's interesting all right um let's see who else we got here um uh, super small says anyone catch the spor- sports climbing finale tried to record it but it was ping pong <laughs> I tried to watch it like it was on uh, just now um or like at least it showed up in the NBC Sports app a little while ago as still going on so I haven't I haven't caught the end of that. Um but yeah, we've been we've been watching this with the climbing. It's been fun to watch that. But I don't know I don't know the finish. Um Jersey Rich says Yoko last day of isolation freedom tomorrow. Awesome. Did manage 67 kilometers on the treadmill. That's a that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of time on the dread, on the treadmill uh martha says hey everyone hey martha how's it going and uh james edward said we made it to another weekend congratulations co awesome um one of my friends i mean there there's uh there's like two twitter accounts that are called ladies and gentlemen the weekend and one of them is daniel craig's on saturday night live saying ladies and gentlemen the weekend and then the other one is i forget her name she was on i think she was on community um saying ladies and gentlemen the weekend and like my friends, people that I follow on Twitter, someone will post that every weekend. So I see that every every single weekend. And for some reason, I like it. I find it comforting. All right. Uh, Supersmult says, hi, have you reviewed the hookup Bondi? I I mean, I'm, you know what? I think they forgot to send me the the Bondi X and the Rincón 3. They were supposed to send it to me in Iowa back when the announcement was made like a month ago it wasn't a month ago it was like two weeks ago three weeks ago so i think they forgot i think the people that were supposed to send me the rebel 2 which is different people um and the rc elite also rc elite 2 also forgot sometimes it happens it's summertime you know people are trying to get in and out of the office maybe things fall through the cracks but yeah um i want to review the bandai x soon because i feel like having like putting the the on this cloud stratus the deviate elite and the bondi x in the same category to me makes sense i'm wondering if like does the carbon x2 fit in there i'm not sure it might i'm not sure if it fits in there or not so like but these are like shoes that aren't super speedy but have some bounce to them some rigidity to them you know aren't super squishy but are tall stack height so yeah i mean i reviewed the bondi 7 i don't think there's a bondi 8 this year my understanding is there's still going to be more bondi's but i don't i haven't seen a bondi 8 Uh, maybe i'm wrong on that but either way i don't think i'll probably review a bondi 8 and a bondi X. i'll probably just review one of the two sarah says uh watch ed bud uh like the new the nike vomero 16 and 40 runs did not i'm not familiar with vomero is this just another daily trainer like the peg no no so the vomero is weird now uh it used to be nike's take on a max cushion shoe and it wasn't really that much max cushion it just had like a little bit more cushion uh than the pegasus did but um used very much like a pegasus is supposed to be used the vomero when was the last one i looked at i think i looked at the vomero 14 that one was the first time the Vomero really switched. And the Vimera went from, I believe it was Cushlon foam, but then it switched to all react foam. And it was the first Nike running shoe or like quote unquote real running shoe that had react foam in it. Because the Epic React had come out and people were excited about it, but they're like, this is a casual shoe because it looks awesome. And it didn't have like as much rubber on the outsole as people wanted, myself included, although I was wrong on that. But then we had like a regular running shoe, the Vomero, with all React and a rubber outsole. And it was great. I really enjoyed that shoe. It had some weird quirkinesses to it. It was cut really low around the ankles. It fit kind of weird. But as a running shoe, I thought it was great. Then the Vomero 15 was supposed to come out last year. It was supposed to be a combination of React foam and ZoomX foam. And this was before the ZoomX Invincible came out. So we were like, ooh, you know, another shoe with React and ZoomX give us the zoom X, you know it was like we're not getting another turbo so give us this vomero 15 but i think what happened was there were some production issues so there was a small uk release i think it was just the uk and maybe some places in the eu but the u.s never got it with the for the u.s they were just going to skip right over to 16 i'm not sure what they've changed to the 16 compared to the 15 i'm just think my guess is they made some sort of corrections to make it so that they would have work around some of the production issues that's my absolute guess just wild speculation like it, was there something about the original design in the 15 that made it really hard to make well let's just remove that part and put more react foam rather than the zoom x foam in this section of the shoe or something like that that's my that's my guess i don't know i haven't he- heard anything specific about it but the Zo- the romero 16 is supposed to get a, a worldwide release and i'm pretty excited about it so i i saw that it uh was on sale it's another one of those shoes where i'm like oh another shoe i'm just so behind on shoes this year i well with all i've been distracted from my regular shoe reviewing i guess with uh, steeplechase and um doing more trail running and triathlon training i'm just not running the miles that i used to so i'm really behind on shoes um but the Merrell 16 is one that i'm very excited about hopefully i will i'm i'm expecting to really enjoy it but yeah that's just you know my that's my kind of like those are the presumptions i have going into it so we'll see all right sorry that was a long rant on the Vomero. let me let me catch up to some of you guys in the um in the chat here uh mika kataya says hello all toying with the idea of picking up the ultra Escalante. Says casual shoe and something i could take with me to run while traveling love to wear light but quite cushioned shoes all day i think that's a pretty good choice i think that um the mach 4 and the nova blast also are really good choices for I just i just love both of those shoes so much the mach 4 the caveat the cap caveat 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 how do you guys say it caveat i feel like caveat is more of a midwestern way of saying it the caveat is that um you know if you're running while traveling is going to involve some like dirt roads or maybe trails the mach 4 is not something that i would necessarily pick but the um the nova blast too could certainly handle it as could the escalante i think i think mean, the escalante also just for me here's what's when when i travel i don't know what's going on with me but when i get on an airplane my foot just balloons up and so like i've traveled with if i, I like i can't fly for example we've been talking about the pegasus if i fly with a pair of pegasus i gotta loosen up all the laces and untie the shoes so that way, like, it's kind of like when you bring a bag of chips onto an airplane and if you open it after you're at, like, cruising altitude, it looks like the bag's about to pop. I feel like that's what happens to my foot while traveling. So, like, I like to have very roomy shoes, um, extra roomy shoes, if I'm going to be flying in the shoes. So an, a foot-shaped toe box of an Ultra would be a great choice. When I went to Baltimore, I traveled in the uh, Nova Blast 2 worked out really well because i feel like that shoe's got a little bit of extra room in there um trying to think what was the flight out to oh uh, the flight out to california for western states i flew in the Hoka Zenal. that was fine um i'm trying to think i thought about untying the shoes but i never got to the point where i had to untie the shoes so like there was enough room in there for that for for my foot ballooning <laughs> uh all right um yeah lena says compression socks maybe maybe i do you know like you know they tell pregnant ladies like to my wife traveled quite was traveling quite a bit for work when we were pregnant with our furs with a daughter and so like they were telling her that you know she needed to make sure she got up and walked around the airplane every so often and then uh consider wearing compression socks you know so maybe that would help me out a bit i think i think i just get dehydrated and that's part of like my body's response to getting dehydrated so like i have been making sure that i bring a lot more water when i get on the plane all right uh, matt wilt says hey if curious, what races are on your horizon after the upcoming try after the triathlon i'll have the chicago marathon and then i'll probably do uh the chicago half marathon before that it's usually the two weeks before that um but here's the thing there's there's another usatf masters race usatf masters it's like a 12k it's like seven miles on at sandy hook so like you know i pretty i used to live in that area in new jersey and i'm like oh that'd be kind of fun to go back then but i just don't know if i really want to be doing a ton of traveling um i'll be because i'll be doing some traveling coming up but i don't want to you know maybe you know, let's not push it until at least we see how things like kind of shake out for the fall but um we're doing the chicago marathon and then i have cim so those are the races that i have uh lined up It leaves a hole in november i'd probably i'd like to do a race in november i don't know what it'll be um so we'll have to see it kind of on the calendar for that um all right where are i saw something from Corey uh Corey villancourt says hey everyone and mike i've been in for a while but want to know your thoughts on the boston tens i like them but they're kind of weird thanks i think that's a really good way to put it i like them too they're very weird um i i think that it seems to me that a lot of people do not like them um and i'm wondering it's like uh i mean one of my favorite lines and there's no gifts for us any and anywhere i want to find it on twitter but i can't find it enemy of the state um with will smith and gene hackman uh and jack black is in it as well as is john voight um fantastic movie i really enjoy that movie highly underrated uh i think they did a reboot of it or something like that with shia labeouf LaBeouf. i don't know how to say his name but um i don't know if it's related or just the premise was like super similar um but there's a scene in that movie where gene hackman is yelling at will smith and he's like you're either incredibly smart or incredibly stupid um, and I feel like the designers of the Boston 10 is going to be they're either incredibly smart or incredibly stupid i I'm, I'm still not sure which one it is yet. Part of me is thinking this is a great trainer that's where I'm leaning. This is a great trainer it's a fast issue it's not a daily trainer that you could do workouts in anymore it's a workout shoe. Part of me is like, is this like the magic speed i i still like so both of those shoes i think are for the same purpose workouts one i'm leaning towards this is a good workout shoe the boston 10 the other i'm leaning towards this is not so great a workout shoe the magic speed both of them i still need to give some more time and um that i think is going to be a super interesting comparison video to come out but we'll, we'll see all right lucas h says co i've got a 10 day trip bringing only one shoe needed for a two-hour long run three speed workouts and easy days which shoe no blast two can 11 deviant nitro and the speed one um i'm assuming that if it's as long as there's not going to be any trails involved in either one i would go with um the endorphin speed one because it's going to do better on the speed workout and it won't do that much worse on the long run for the two hour, for a two hour run, yeah endorphin speed i'm thinking the endorphin speed it might not be as nice on your easy days but um here's the other thing that i would think if you're not sure between the nova blast two and the endorphin speed are you going to walk around in this shoe too if on this 10 day trip because if you're gonna like walk around go for walks with family or or whoever you're with go to the store that kind of thing then i would bring the nova blast too and that would be the shoe but if this is just a running shoe and you've got something else for like the rest of the day i'd go with the endorphin speed one all right um uh, martha says the trouble with traveling with just one shoe is that you're putting lots of walking miles into a running shoe and if it's a pricey one who wants to do that yeah, the other thing that's I think is difficult is if it's summertime, and if you're bringing one shoe, then like after your run, your foot sweat, your foot sweat during the run, then you take a shower. Like let's say you're at a hotel, you take the shower, you do the thing where you're like you're kind of rinsing off some of your running clothes so they don't completely stink, and then you can try and wring them out and get them dried off. Maybe you wear them the next day, kind of thing. At least that's what I do because I don't like to bring like if it's a six-day trip, I'm not bringing six running shorts, you know. But your shoes are still gonna be wet and sweaty. So even if you got clean feet, clean socks, putting them in there, you're putting them you're putting feet into wet shoes. And then that's a guaranteed recipe for uncomfortable feet and super stinky shoes. I did that on a work trip once. After but after like the third day, it was like a two week it was like a ten day work trip. By the third day like i was just wearing my dress it was a work yeah it was i was wearing dress shoes around even though i didn't need to be wearing dress shoes because i'm like i gotta give these shoes a break They were the peg 35s the super hot ones It was like made out of couch materials like burlap or something too it was really hot shoe that one got super stinky all right um Frank says the Cloud Stratus sounds like it is in that same category of workout shoe. I can't see taking it over Endorphin Speed or Nova Blast. Yeah, I wouldn't pick it over those two shoes either. But I think like the where where I would put it is more of like if you're looking at the Bondi X and you're looking at the Deviate Nitro, then I think the Cloud Stratus kind of fits in that category. For me, I don't know that I would pick it over either of those two shoes. I mean, I would say like the Deviate Nitro you would pick as the firmer option if you want something firmer. Um, because it's got like I don't know if it's full carbon, I think it's got a partial carbon plate, but it's got nitro foam in it, and I just love nitro foams. And then if you want something softer, then you've got the Bondi with a plate in it. Right? But I feel like the person who likes the on-cloud stratus is the person who wants a shoe that fits in that category but loves say like a solomon sense ride three for the trail like i feel like those two shoes would go really well together like let's say you're let's let's do let's go with the like packing for a trip i feel like if you love a solomon sense ride three and i felt like that was just too firm i didn't like that shoe and like the fit was very tight and snug i felt like it's very when i think of like european running shoes versus like america or made for european markets versus made for american markets i think of the sense ride three as like paradigmatic this europeans will love this shoe for like their preferences and tastes so like if you like that and let's say that's your trail shoe then like your travel shoe would a cloud stratus would be a great one like i feel like that would be a good one to kind of punch so that's uh, that that's i think another really good way of describing like what you're getting from the cloud stratus like i just feel like i mean you can't how many like um like other than like asics when they've got like they've got like a whole like meteorology based lineup like the stratus what is nimbus they've got they've got a whole bunch right don't they multiple cloud named shoes i I can't think of them right now but like if you've got cloud and stratus and like Helion, which sounds like helium like in there like i feel like the shoe should be super like it should be goofy bouncy it should be bouncier than the noah best one if you're going to name it all those names but it's not it's it's like maybe what like a if like if solomon made a max cushion shoe and it felt like that i'd be like oh yeah that makes sense it's a solomon that's how they make their shoes you know it reminds me a lot of the predict ra in fact now that i think about it so it's different and so maybe you know in the european market people be like these are great max cushion shoes not super squishy and and messy like those other ones that the americans like you know i think that i could hear that sentence being uttered in like a european group run on a saturday um but like it's different and so for me i didn't like it at that slower speed and so i wanted to once i put in the pace and i felt like i was really pushing on that that double stack of helion then i felt like it kind of it worked a lot more Uh, daniel says audiobook question have you listened to crying in h-mart i have not but that book sounds awesome um sounds great to me i'm gonna have to pick that up uh marchenko says women's marathon is today yeah i think it's gonna be awesome i'm super curious to see what um alphine's gonna be like um also super because i mean the other thing is like I, i kind of have an idea what to expect from molly Seidel because we've been we've been seeing a lot of or at least i have you know being in the u.s market um and following her on instagram and uh listening to her podcast that she's on and stuff so i like you know i have an idea um but like um there's so many other athletes that i'm just super curious how are they gonna do how's sally gonna do i haven't heard like a thing about her since like the marathon trials you know so that's 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 why i'm i'm super curious and then i mean you've got ruth chepengedich um kipiego I and mean, there's i mean it's stacked super stacked uh lucas A says what is my size no she doesn't have her own podcast but she was on the drop she was she's been on she's been making the rounds on the podcasts. so the drop is the one that i listened to most recently i think of hers um so she's been on and so like she's she's out there and so like you know she's been promoting puma like crazy doing a great job all right Lawson and run says one camera to use for all your runs the one to rule them all is the gopro Um uh, there's certain things that it can't do but the things that a action camera has to do it does really well and so if i'm only going to bring one that's the one um all right mark chenko says crying in hmart it means hmart the grocery store i assume that's what it means it's got to be i'm hoping it's some sort of is hmart a korean company that has grocery stores in the u.s or is hmart a korean american thing i actually don't know i'm hoping crying in hmart is some sort of korean american uh immigrant story kind of thing we'll see daniel says it's an amazing book i cried on a treadmill Well, i mean it sounds good i like it um all right let's see frank says molly strava has been funny because she keeps doing those loops in the o village yeah it's isn't it it's not in the olympic village it's in like it's in support she's up in sapporo and she's been doing the same concrete loop right is that the ones you're talking about frank yeah have you seen footage of that it looks like um i don't it just looks like uh an old asphalt blacktop track that has been like that people found that no one's been taking care of for decades and it's like the the, the black top the concrete is peeling and it just looks super gross but that's all the marathoners and the race walkers have had to train in because they've been sequestered from everything by the way i was texting my sister today at 4 43 in the morning 43 that see there's a number 43 always pops up i was texting my sister 43 four forty three in the morning today and i was like uh hey do you get to eat in the olympic village because she works for nbc sports and she's been she goes to the olympics as part of her job and i was like i was really hoping that she says she does because i was like can you send me pictures of everything you eat from here to the end of the games and it's not that much more time but um but i sh- if it, i was would have been really disappointed in a way if i hadn't thought to ask her about that sooner but she told me that the media stay separate from Athletes, and that's not just during this games; it's during all the games, which makes sense. I, I, I think that a big thing always for the games is that like you don't want to accidentally get sick from something that someone else has, because you got all these athletes coming from all over the world, and like I don't know about you, but when I'm getting ready for a marathon, by the time I get to marathon day, I'm like on a knife's edge, like of being in like the best shape of my life, and I'm being about to fall apart, physically, immunologically emotionally you know what i mean i'm just like at that razor's edge so it's like you know you take hundreds of athletes that are like that put them in a small confined space and like I feel, I feel like people getting sick it's a story that's come up many times like people getting food poisoning people having like stomach issues vomiting like the night before a big race that kind of thing so i get i, I imagine like it's a big concern I, I mean i've heard stories about like team usa always trying to sequester itself at other olympics um and eat only like the food that it brings which has to be like a like a logistical nightmare but yeah they do that but i was really hoping because then if she's like yeah i'm at the thing every day i'm at the Olympic village dining hall every day i was gonna pitch my idea that they should do mixed zone interviews like right after an athlete comes out of like the buffet line you know because i would just love to see like what the what are the throwers eating and like what's their tray of food look like is it just a mound of food and they're like this is just round one i'm gonna go back again or is it like and like or like what what do the clay shooters eat what do the regatta boat swing swim like sailors i don't even know what to call those athletes like what do all these people eat what are these people eating i want to know i want to know like if someone's like yeah i never had sushi before so i had some of this sushi today i compete tomorrow so hopefully i don't regret it like i would love to just hear that like i, w- I really want to hear it like mixed zone interviews like yeah you know what normally i eat salads and everything every day quinoa bowls and stuff but you know i competed yesterday so today i went through the pasta line i had all the fettuccine alfredo i could find or like have a bunch of italians going like what is this fettuccine alfredo what is this and just getting like all mad at like the pasta bar like <laughs> you yeah, know like why I, I feel the more i think about it the more i'm enraged that this like isn't a thing like well, why don't why don't we know more about like the dining hall i want it i want to know going on maybe that's just me <laughs> uh, emma "I saw youtube from michael M- michaela skinner the gymnast and she was saying that all she was eating was salad and nutrient bars because she didn't want to change things up yeah i mean i think before your race before you compete it, it's ludicrous to be like oh i want to experiment you know like if we were like at like the sochi games like in um for the winter olympics and you're like yeah what's this borscht i'm gonna try that like for the first time like I, I wouldn't do that before your first time you're gonna compete at the olympic level but afterwards yeah, i'm gonna go for it but mf also follows up like how sad to be in tokyo and not eat all the amazing food yeah i mean it's it stinks for tokyo because like i think that's a big part of like the tourism is not only just the tour like the people spectating but also the athletes and the teams everyone goes out and celebrates and eats uh in the local restaurants but i don't think they can do any of that now so it's a big big bummer bummer martha says regarding getting sick around marathon time i read that people are most vulnerable in 24 hours after running after running the marathon so that's when they should be super careful in the usual hygiene ways yeah i'm always like sick right after a marathon i'm sometimes sick leading up to a marathon i think i got sick leading up to mar- the marathon in 2019 uh i definitely did not dress well enough it was super cold at the night and there was like this pop-up event at soldier field and like after that it just felt like crap and I, you know what we didn't have access to like forehead thermometers and stuff so i don't know but i felt like i maybe had a fever that day um and Martha says, before the marathon if you taper right you shouldn't be as vulnerable well i mean i i think that that's probably correct but i very rarely taper right <laughs> uh all right maddie Max says yo broke 20 minutes for the first time in the 5k today let's go all right well where is it where is the cowbell this is the cowbell here we go we haven't had the cowbell in a long time i remember it there it is good job maddie mac awesome great work all right jesse star storbeck says would higher drop shoes help achilles discomfort never considered myself a brooks ghost kind of runner but i would run a crocs if they got me to my marathon start uninjured um you know i'm not sure on that one i would i would lean towards yes because then if you have a lower drop shoe then you're going to put more um i can't even move my, bend my elbow the correct way to show you guys this but it may but um you know i would i wouldn't i mean if the if the higher stack height is the only thing that's keeping you from having achilles discomfort i think that like there's other issues that i think you need to worry about and you got to figure out where, where you're getting that achilles pain from but um the brooks ghost definitely has a tall stack height mizuno shoes have giant stack heights um a lot of them are 12 millimeter stack height shoes or more so that would be some places to look i don't know. have any of you guys have an experience with that all right um emma says emily is saying she's gonna train with lemon lime Gatorades and that's what at chicago do y'all do that i put noon in my bottle and drink water and goo um you know i haven't really worried too much about like what's on the race course i know people say that but like i i think i'm lucky that my gut is pretty um ambivalent towards what i put in it and so it's just like whatever just give it to me you know so like i i like knock on wood i haven't had problems with like oh this power rate at this race other than the fact that i don't think power power rate tastes very good um you know like stomach wise nutritionally i've I've been fine with it but it is something that i typically hear get um recommended a lot so if i think it makes a difference if your stomach is sensitive to things to make sure that you're used to it so that way it's not a surprise when you get to the race because that's not the kind of surprise that you want to have emily also is considering wearing i don't know if i could maybe i'm maybe i'm scooping something i'm not supposed to but i think she's considering wearing some alpha flies for the race for the chicago marathon i'm worried about that i mean i think it's a great choice because i always think the alpha flies are a great choice for the marathon but if her plantar fasciitis is i need to tell her this if her plantar fasciitis has been acting up i'm not sure how well that shoe does for that i don't know um yeah let's see daniel says is noon your favorite powder mix i like noon um i like the noon endurance i also like the noon after it's got the branch chain amino acids so i like the recovery mix as well both of them are pretty good um my favorite noon is just the tablet plop plop fizz fizz you know just for your it's not It's not sugar but it's electrolytes and it's tasty and it's good at the end of the day with some ice you know especially summertime so definitely good for that i i enjoy that i didn't like i'm drinking the you can it's okay i just finished some huma recovery like like just hydration mix not hydration electrolyte mix didn't really like it so i the honey stinger one i've been enjoying their recovery drink but it's got a lot of sugar in it so like when i think about like the electrolyte drinks i think of something that i just want to be able to drink a bunch of all day and not worry about the sugar so that's why i do like this like noon otherwise i'm like noon oh does it have sugar in it i kind of want there's times when i do want sugar so that's that's the thing i always have to be careful with with the with noon james amber says in the olympic village the swimmers would be the biggest eaters i could see that i could definitely see that i'm so hungry when i get out of the pool I feel like if <laughs> if I were in the Olympic Village and uh, it's like dining hall and I was sitting down and like a bunch of swimmers sat down next to me I'd be like is it just me guys or do you guys get super hungry after you swim <laughs> I feel like I would just I, I would just want to ask them a bunch of dumb swimmer questions because I have so many you know so uh, I don't know I think that'd be funny I think it'd be really funny to do I just really want like I just really want to I mean i want to live in the olympic village i want to live in the olympic i do um i'm not interested in, in the partying aspect of it you know i know that there's a big part to that but i just want to like it's like a super strange bizarro summer camp slash superhero training facility you know i just think that it's so weird that uh i'm having a hard time like wrapping my head around it in a lot of ways but i, I bet like if i get there i would be like oh it's like a it's like a food court i don't know i'm not sure uh, <laughs> adam fair says have you tried element i haven't i hear about, i see the instagram ads for it but i hear, and i've heard it rich roll talk about it a lot here's the thing i love rich roll but i have he, he's like he's like an anti-influencer for me like when rich roll recommends something i'm like i don't know if i want that I i don't know what it is about him i love the guy i listen to him every week I listen to the Roll On podcast all the way to the end, and sometimes it's like three hours long. But like, I I when when he like talks about something, I mean, he was with On Shoes for a while, and that kind of like kept me away from On. And then now he's with Solomon, and I don't love Solomon shoes generally. So I'm like, oh, okay. I well, won't we'll be running, th- not because of Rich Roll that I won't be running Solomon shoes, but I'm just more aware of what I do and don't like um but like i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know what it is about it it's kind of is that weird that's weird right do you guys have any anti-influencers people that you like but like when they're like yeah like he makes like the the coffee the mushroom coffee he not makes but he talks about the mushroom coffee like i have no no interest in mushroom coffee i don't know if it's because of him or no but it might be i don't know it's weird Luna says you're not a fan of you kind of good to know think about trying it after the believe in the run podcast i like the Ucan gels i like the you can little candy bars that they have those are also pretty t- i like to eat those before a run those are great before a run light on the stomach small size but a decent like like a little burst of their slow release sugars so i like to have them on board before i go out for a run great good stuff um i've not tried their drink mix for running so that i don't have but i've tried their like electrolyte mix so like their post run mix not a recovery mix but just like kind of like their noon competitor and that's the one i didn't like looks like my mom's here hi mom how are you hope you're doing well daniel says "Did you see that movie filmed in the olympic village by lexi pappas i haven't i've heard about it i mean i've i know i only know about it i I've, i vaguely remember seeing like some um trailers for it at some point but i really only know about it because she talked about it in her book um and so like i'm aware that this movie exists and i i think maybe part of my like obsession with the olympic village is because she talks very um like like wistfully about her experiencing the olympic village and i just want to like not recreate that but i want to see what that's all about kind of i don't know i'm not sure um but that that definitely informed some of my obsession with the olympic village martha says she tested the element free sample and she likes it but not better than scratch but it has more salt oh i sometimes add salt to the scratch you do that's an idea are is that something you guys all knew about i never thought about that but like i like the gatorade endurance mix because it has more salt than regular gatorade it has a little bit more sugar but it has more salt and that's and more potassium i believe so like i'm like oh good that's what i like um so the gatorade endurance formula i like the cost per serving can't be beat um like i feel like my running has been a lot cheaper this summer because i've been drinking my my sugars rather than eating them in gels um so that's been nice but um maybe i'll start putting salt in stuff that's a great idea um all right something someone following up on the rich roll comment i made uh daniel says rich roll seems like a great guy but kind of insufferable <laughs> i'm seeing here about the chaga tea uh yeah i mean i think that some yeah there he i think he definitely has that some people would definitely react to him that way um yeah i mean i think what's been really eye-opening about him is you're getting more of like a when i listen to the roll-on podcast he just does kind of like a current events kind of thing um like more of a like a podcast podcast like a regular like a, a weekly podcast with adam skolnick and they just have like a like two dudes talking kind of thing um in to balance out like his regular like long form conversations uh with other like thought leaders kind of thing and you're getting it like you get to see more nuance uh of him uh for better and worse you know and so it's been really um eye-opening and i've been enjoying it um like the vulnerability that he's ex- you know like not exposing himself but the ex- he's letting us in, in in that kind of way and i've been i've been enjoying that but so he's there's some ways where it's definitely a lot of that but in some ways that it's very much not like that too and it's surprising so i've been i've been kind of enjoying that I, I really i would love to be able to interview adam i was thinking today that like i should try to reach out to adam skolnick and see if i can interview adam skolnick about being like a weekly like for what do they call it the foil not the foil but like the other in a tag team you know um to Rich Roll. that's got to be a really unusual experience and i'd love to just know more about that but i also feel like he'd be like uh everywhere i go all people do is they never ask me about me they only want to know about rich roll so i don't want to be like yet another person that does that because i am interested in adam Skolnick too he's leading quite an interesting life all right sorry this is me just kind of like daydreaming brian bataglia says doing the cherry blossom 10 miles in september cool can i do my neighborhood 5k day before it will be hard to participate and not go hard oh well i think that you could definitely do both there's certainly no problem with that but i would say you're gonna i would pick one that you're gonna go hard in you know so i would say probably do your neighborhood 5k go hard and then for the cherry blossom 10 mile you know go out there have fun um you could probably even go like at a relatively quick clip but you're not i don't think you're gonna necessarily pr in it i wouldn't anticipate it um but you know at that time of year it's gonna be beautiful so go go enjoy the view and have a great time at the run but you could do both for sure but i would only anticipate doing like compete race in one and um you know enjoy the other not that racing isn't enjoyable Uh, all right maddie mac says first marathon cover plate or keep it basic Um, you know, I would say if you that's up that's totally up to you. I don't I don't think that there's a right necessarily a right or wrong answer for that. If you want to have that carbon, go get that carbon. If you don't, totally awesome too. And these days there's so many great options. Like before it used to be like, all right, you can go and get the carbon or you can run in your daily trainer. Like that was I mean that seemed to be like the options. There were some in there but it, it wasn't as robust in terms of the offerings. Uh, but now there's just so much more, and so like you know, there's so many things to choose from. So you know, that's that's gonna be up to you. Daniel M says, "I bet Goggins uses salt tabs and gunpowder." <laughs> you know, I was I, you know, I, am I am I totally off on this? I was thinking that like, um, do pe- I think people do people ever take salt tabs like right before a race? If I've, i thought i remember hearing that like a big jolt of salt as bad as it sounds for you it sounds very counterintuitive i guess like me growing up in like the 80s and 90s where everything was low sodium but like having a jolt of salt is like has almost a stimulant like effect uh, on your system from like an endurance perspective I, has anyone else heard that i'm mimicking that up all right let's see I my mean, korean reading is really bad says Hi Kofuzi. thank you for the live stream quick question i tried the brooks elite too and yet it was not so satisfactory do you know why uh i'm not sure um i'm, I'm i don't know if maybe you can be more specific oh, okay more specifics some people say beginners should not wear alpha fly but i've been wearing alpha fly from the very beginning of my running i had no injuries at all thanks to alpha fly what do you think i think that running in the alpha fly is i think beginners can wear the alpha fly it's one of the things that's so remarkable about nike's carbon and the zoom x put together is that it's much more accessible than something for example like the hyperion elite 2 the hyperion elite 1 that's a whole different story but the hyperion elite 2 i feel like the carbon on that was nice a lot of people i think could probably you know access it and get and, and you know get a benefit from it but that um, hyperion that but their temp, dna flash midsole foal, foam foam um, isn't soft and squishy like ZoomX foam is so for some people like they didn't like that because if you're thinking you're gonna get an alpha fly type of experience a lot of shoes out there are not trying to mimic that alpha fly or even like an, a VaporFly four percent type experience they're doing something different um, and so i think for Some people, that's why they didn't like the Hyperion Elite too, because when you're going fast, I think it's great. When you're going slow, it's very firm, and some people could be very turned off by that. Um. Frank says yes to the 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 boost of salt can be a stimulant. Okay. And Daniel says, "Well, you took a shot of soy sauce. Would that work?" Yeah. How much soy sauce? But I I was thinking, to uh, like a double salt tab just like you know one last swig from the water bottle two salt tabs at once is that what's i mean like what's the ld how how many salt tabs before like it's gonna really hurt you (laughs) and how much do you need for it to benefit you you know that's that's i i love experimenting on myself but i'm not sure i'm willing to do that one because i feel like that one's gonna just really mess you up if you overdo it i feel like it's gonna give you jitters and you'll be really uncomfortable and sweaty (laughs) but um frank says he doesn't wait he says he's heard of people doing this all yes but he doesn't think it's a stimulant yeah um alex says is that a ben parks hat it is ben parks it says getting it done like the black on black you know see it's hard to tell what i'm wearing until unless you know what you're looking at that's my favorite kind of thing um james albert said for the paris games perhaps jamie and Kafuzi do coverage from the olympic village fun times can you imagine if they let us do that i feel like no for the olympics it would be like they would send kevin hart and snoop Dogg. that would actually be pretty fun to send snoop and kevin hart through like the olympic village dining hall or like along the seine i mean i'm sure he's been to paris I think mean, for both of them had been to paris so it's not like you know beverly hillbillies but like i think that'd be kind of funny if they did something like that over there like do you think that originally nbc had like kevin hart and snoop like originally set to do like a japanese tea ceremony i bet you they did i bet you had something like that lined up and then like this was the next best thing to have them narrate dressage or commentate dressage but i think that would be super fun to do um yeah I, i just think the olympic village is such a fun concept such a weird concept all right uh robert morano says how are your lone peaks holding up have you put them through any gnarly trails wet stuff i really want to work an alternate to my rotation but the durability and grip are a major concern yeah i mean i i mean you guys have seen in my videos like where where i've been running and so like there's nothing that i do that's going to be super gnarly and if it were i would be like i don't think i'm supposed to be out here Cause like, isn't it really bad for the trails if you're going through it and it's really muddy? Like, isn't that bad for like the ecosystem as far as like ecological impact? So like, if I were somewhere and it was like, just absolute bog of mud, I'd be like, "Ah, I feel bad tearing through here. I know that's what trail shoes are designed to do, and some people are gonna be like, what are you talking about? And in a lot of the trails where I was going in Iowa. A lot of people either out there on mountain bikes or ATVs or trucks or those weird four wheelers. Um, not the ATVs, but the four like the basically like the gas powered like the super golf cart things. What are the I don't know what those calls co- are called, but they're super popular in Iowa. um As are just regular golf carts for people to just drive around a town, um which I'm having a hard time understanding. But um. Yeah, so like I don't go anywhere super muddy. Um and I don't do any scrambling. I'm just I do I would say light to moderate trail. That's how I would say. And the Lone Peaks are ha- holding up really well. I think I've got like 80 miles in them at this point. I really like them a lot. But there are like the the Lone Peak 5 seem a little big to me. And so anytime things do get a little bit technical, in terms of like the terrain that i'm stepping on a lot of tree roots and rocks and like uneven terrain and and inclines, declines i always feel like like here's the shoe and i feel like my foot is always kind of moving around in it a little bit so like the the shoe might be like trying to get traction on the on the mud and then my foot might slide like to one side or the other i feel like a little bit loosey-goosey in there The plus side of that though is that when the terrain isn't very technical and i'm not trying to go very fast it's just a very comfortable ride it's just very pleasant to be in them so i really like them a lot i like walking around in them as well going hiking with the kids in them great shoe so like they're very livable it's just when things get a little bit more intense a little bit more aggressive that's when i'm like i wish this were a little i mean i guess i could just on those days where i know that's going to happen really like wrench down on the laces a little bit and try to get a better fit but i just feel like sometimes i wish it were a little bit more dialed in but on the most part i think that that's what it is um i don't think it's a fault of the shoe it's a it's it's doing exactly what it wants it's executing what's intended to do well but there's just some kind of like um, drawbacks to that so but overall i've been really enjoying it all right matthew mccarthy says sockney rides on clearance so gonna give them a shot nice do they fit similar to hoka focus are narrow i th- well hoka hoka can be all, all over the place sometimes i wouldn't say all over the place but there's some variability there I, and i'm not sure that it's not so much that it's like they're narrow I think that Hokas because their outsoles are so like outlandish that people think that like the toe box is also gonna be like just big and just clunky not clunky but like just super voluminous and they're not they're snug they're like I would I would say like running shoe snug for a lot for the most part at least for everything that I've seen for this year so like I think that's what it is but as far as sizing goes I always go with the same sizes and everything. andrew pasta says there's this one guy from the running channel whose favorite shoes are the ones are all the ones that have slipping issues or break his ankles which guy on the running channel is that i don't know adam fear says about the uh muddy trails he says it's bad to be on muddy trails in the arid southwest in the southeast they want you on wet wet trails to keep the growth down oh okay i mean i've seen people doing like fell running in in the uk and stuff like that where you're not necessarily going on a trail it's just muddy everywhere so i guess that's where you need the muddy like type of shoes but i i continue like i just don't live in it and i don't have experience or live in an area where like i encounter mud a lot where i'm like gotta get through it so like i i don't know I, i guess i just need more experience out there newbetra said it's considered bad form on mountain bikes to go out when it's all muddy That's off over the trails that's what i would think because i just remember my main experience with that is when i was doing that ragnar relay in the tetones and they were like you know we're really concerned about our ecological impact here and so if you see a puddle go through the puddle don't go around the puddle on a single track because then it will widen the trail and we want to keep the trail as narrow as possible so i was like "Well, that's interesting i'm glad they told me that because otherwise i would have gone around and then like a lot of things were about like make if you're when you're passing someone you know like be mindful of how much time you're trying to pass around them wait if you can till when it's not single track all sorts of stuff like that and so like i just i just i don't, don't want to be like out there in the woods like like remember, I really got to test out these trail shoes, guys, and then all of a sudden get yelled at by people about like get off of that part of the trail. It's not the trail. Like when I was up in um at, at Western States for the start of the race, the start of the race goes up like the ski slope, and I was like, I'm pretty sure we're on a ski slope. Like I'm pretty sure that normally everything that's around here is covered in snow when it's winter time. So I'm like, I don't think that I'm on like a delicate like uh prairie grass or whatever kind of grasses there were in the area but i wanted to cut across a hill to get from one spot to another so i can get two shots and i ran right across and i was really worried that people were gonna be like what the heck are you doing you idiot i mean i'm sure people were thinking that to me anyway not necessarily even because of where i was running but because i stick out and i'm i don't know what i'm doing but i'm always like very i, I don't you know i don't want to inadvertently do something that everyone knows you're not supposed to do so that's just my one of my things so i guess i'm a little bit just gun shy when it comes to really trying to push some of these trail shoes mm. frank says there's no problem running off trail there it's sand yeah like i feel like in like when i see people running in colorado and they're above the tree line and they're like yeah we're gonna run, follow this trail up to the peak and then like the camera pans and it's just like rocks i'm like what trail what trail are you guys following you're just gonna run up some more rocks like how, how i don't like i don't i don't i don't understand that you know um so there's definitely places where i suppose you know there isn't necessarily like a single track but you know i think i just need to get out there more and experience more Alright. I think it's a good place to leave it for today, guys. Um I've been having a lot of fun today. I could go for a lot longer, but um gotta get ready. M- women's marathon, Olympic Marathon coming up. I think in two hours, right? Did we say that two hours until the Olympic women's Olympic Marathon? So gonna get ready for that. Gonna try to figure out a way to start cooking dinner now. So that way I don't have to like interrupt it. I suppose I can just pause it while we're eating i di- I'll probably have to pause it while we're eating dinner. Anyway, but I'll be watching hopefully you guys will be watching um tomorrow's video like i said is gonna be talking about the peg pegasus the custom one versus the stock off the shelf uh and then um but i won't do any live streams over the weekend so the next time i'll see you guys in live stream will be on monday we'll do another monday mukbang i'm gonna to try to get some power bars so we can do some power bar tasting uh that one's gonna i feel like you're going to, it's gonna be like a jaw workout for that one that one's gonna to be tough But uh, I think it'll be fun. So hopefully I'll see you guys on Monday, same time as today, 1 p.m. Central Time. In the meantime, have a great weekend of running out there, guys. Thanks.